My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. I've been studying astrology pretty much my whole life and Vedic astrology in depth since 2011. I find it to be incredibly helpful, one of the most valuable skills to understand myself, to understand others. And in this podcast, I'll share what I've learned, how to interpret charts, and how you can go from understanding your chart to improving your health, your relationships, your career. All aspects of your life are covered and acknowledged and addressed through Vedic astrology. I'll also show you meditations and yoga practices and things that you can do to support the most positive expression of these qualities in your life and avoid and work around the challenges and possible negative expressions of these planetary energies. If you like this podcast, you can support it by becoming a monthly supporter at as low as 99 cents a month up to 9.99 a month. Click the link in the episode description to do that or visit quietmind.yoga slash astrology where you can learn more about Vedic astrology and download the free workbook, The Essential Astrology Keywords to Quickly Read a Birth Chart. So you'll want that so you can look at your own rising sign, sun sign, and moon sign and see how that would play out in different signs and what signs you have and understand how to read charts for other people. Again, you can get that at quietmind.yoga slash astrology or check out the show notes. All right, thank you for listening and enjoy today's podcast. So if you've ever wanted to better understand your emotions, you want to understand your moon sign. If you've ever wanted to better understand your relationship with your mother, you want to understand your moon sign. If you've had maybe episodes of depression or anxiety or mental anguish in some way, looking to the moon is where you can understand how to work with those things. If you've had periods of extreme joy and happiness and optimism and just general happiness for no reason, you also want to look at the moon sign. So that's going to show you your emotions. It's going to show you your mother, like I mentioned before. And it's going to show you how things might be affecting these things. So you look at where the moon is placed in a chart, what sign it's in, what house it's in, any other relationships to other planets and signs and houses. But today I'm just going to be talking about your moon specifically, and we'll go into more detail in future episodes. So what kind of qualities are you looking at when you're talking about the moon? So we're talking about your sense of belonging, your sense of place in the world and community with other people. We're talking about the body. For the women, this is the breast, the most maternal, you know, moon is the most maternal sign of the, of the uh, celestial bodies that we look at in Vedic astrology. So anything feminine, maternal, motherly, we wanna to look to the moon to understand that. And I know I'm using heteronormative language here, but this is you know, traditionally the, the old language of the Indian Vedic astrology and know that anybody, male or female body can have expressions of the feminine energy. If we look at just yin and yang, masculine and feminine, everybody has moon qualities in some way, either positively or negatively affected. We also look at the childhood. So if you had maybe a difficult childhood or uh, emotional childhood, you may have like an afflicted moon in some way. The conditioning, the emotional conditioning, things like that, uh, where you have maybe mental patterns or beliefs or thoughts uh, this is where we look at the moon to understand those things as well. Emotions are really a major key. So if we really want to understand the emotions, we have to understand the mind. And this seems maybe a little counter to uh, what, at least what I learned growing up in Western society. 
emotions or feelings and the mind is thoughts and they're almost like separate things. At least that's what I grew up thinking. But with time and understanding my own meditation and yoga practice, for me, I really feel that uh, in, in my experience and my awareness, I, I can see how my emotions are generated by my mind. So the moon represents both the mind and the emotions, and they're almost synonymous. For example, if I am thinking and interpreting a story in a certain way, like if I'm interpreting an experience like uh, if I run out of gas, I could interpret it as that as saying like I'm incompetent and I have this story that I you know messed up and I'm a failure and blah 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 and we all find these different ways to sort of beat ourselves up or we could potentially and that's going to obviously create a different emotional state than if I had the story of oh I'm human I made a mistake you know I I made, I just oversaw I didn't had an oversight here and I overlooked this important thing that I knew I you know, needed to do it but for whatever reason, I just didn't get to it, and now I'll do whatever I need to do to address this and move on from here. So that's going to create a different emotional state than if I have a negative story about what happened. And this is how we can understand if the moon is negatively afflicted or the moon is in a challenging position, it may be more likely that the mind is going to tend towards those negative interpretations of events and those negative stories and the negative self-talk. That's okay and we can become aware of it and address it and notice that when I think of those thoughts, I don't necessarily feel so good. And I don't feel like I'm nurturing myself, which is what the moon is all about. And I don't feel like I'm nourishing myself by having those thoughts with awareness. And maybe there's some part, you know, and then I've worked as a coach for many years and worked with people who have like maybe patterns that don't quite make logical sense. Like, why would you do that? It's causing you harm. But there's usually some sort of deeper reasoning, and this is where the conditioning aspect comes in as well, of understanding the conditioning of the mind from childhood, from culture, from whatever beliefs that maybe you've picked up. And we can undo this conditioning through meditation. And this is why I'm such a big proponent of meditation and yoga practices to work with these things. And I'll give a moon meditation that you can do to improve and express the positive aspects of the moon. And it's very, very simple. Right. Actually, I'm not even going to keep you waiting. I'm just going to say it right now. If you think of the moon, it's it represents a receptive, open, feminine qualities. So to enhance that for yourself, be in a receptive, open posture and state. So sitting in meditation with your palms up and open, eyes just gently open, resting on a spot in front of you. Very simple, just noticing the breath. I'm not a big fan of like very complicated meditations with a lot of stuff going on sometimes i feel it is helpful and necessary but in general i like to keep it as simple as possible so if you want to increase the receptive qualities if you have challenges with any of the stuff i've mentioned so far or any of the stuff i'm going to mention just sitting with your palms open sitting in an open posture can increase the receptive state and you might even feel as you sit there for a while that there's a softening that happens after like five minutes or ten minutes I say 15 minutes is a good minimum. I find that's what it takes in general for me and with people I've worked with, at least 15 minutes to just sit still, notice your breath, have your palms open, and invite that receptive open state into your heart, into your body, and just see what happens, right? So just creating this receptivity, creating this open space for something to move through you. Just the way that the, the moon, it's, it doesn't generate any light. The moon 
we see it changing uh, shape essentially in the sky, but it's really just receiving light in different ways from the sun. And sometimes it can receive that light and create a full moon. And sometimes it doesn't receive any light and it's a new moon. And I think it's okay for our emotions to be up and down like that, for our mind to be up and down like that. Quick changing, that's okay. The tides, they come in and out and that water, that pull of water on earth and gravity affects our bodies as well and our hormones as well. And that's all normal and human. Where it becomes an issue and where we feel challenged is when we know that we're stuck and we know that we're not changing with the feminine flow of things in our lives. So again, we all have these feminine qualities in our lives in some place. And when we block up that flow, when the tides are not allowed to move within us and we're resisting it, that's when we create a lot of our issues. And as I've learned from yoga and one of my teachers would say, reduce resistance, just reduce resistance become receptive, allow whatever wants to move through you to move through you. So that's how we can work with the moon and improving its positive expression. Some other things to look at with the moon are your family. So if you have a strained relationship with your family, there may be some blockage there in your expression and your feelings, and maybe some stories, very common, right? With family, it's one of my astrology teachers would say, you know, the family is unescapable past karma. So we're born into it. We've got to work with it. It's there. We can't just run away from it. So we've got to work with it in some way. So the moon represents the family as well. The food, that's a source of nourishment. So if you have you know, a strained relationship with your food, in that meditation, maybe doing that meditation before you eat is a way you can become receptive and open to changing your relationship with food if it feels like it's somehow stagnant or there's some resistance there. Anything that's changing or irregular, like if in general, like if you have a habit, like once you get that into a routine, that can be a representation of the moon as well. So that's a way you can strengthen the moon by having some nice routines in your life. Uh, but when those things change and you allow them to change, that can also strengthen the qualities of the moon and the receptivity. So it's important to be aware of like, okay, this habit feels nourishing and nurturing and I'm going to keep it and stay in this rhythm. Like the moon works in cycles and rhythms, a 28 day cycle. And then sometimes after that 28 days is up, you change the cycle and that's okay. And you go on to a different cycle or maybe even sooner than that. So the moon is actually changing uh, nakshatras every two and a half days. So it's changing its place in the sky quite rapidly in relation to, you know, as in um, compared to other bodies in the sky, the moon is moving very quickly. So we are allowing those habits to change when we need to. We're keeping those routines when they work for us and we're letting them go when they don't work for us. Your home, your anything in your home that includes your car as well, any vehicles or uh, sort of vessels or containers of energy. This is represented by the moon. Um, the memory, again, that's the mind, the moods, your sense of safety and security is represented by the moon. So if you feel insecure, you know, just sitting and meditating and saying, I'm going to be open might not be the best solution. There's actually some action that needs to be taken. Maybe you install a home security system. Maybe you take a self-defense class. These are all nourishing the moon as well and enhancing these positive qualities. Because when this moon is fully expressive, you feel just bright, confident, open, able to move with the changes of life, uh, able to move into the times of darkness and 
and being alone and you know recharging like the moon does on the new moon resetting able to be fully out and expressed like the does like the moon does on the full moon when it's fully illuminated so having this full range of expression so unlike the sun i talked about last time the sun is just a big ball of fire that's always lit up the moon is always changing and it teaches us to be able to change to be able to move quickly when we need to to be able to be receptive to be able to be open and to be able to uh, reduce resistance when it arises and not let our lives accumulate resistance physically emotionally mentally energetically with the family with the home in all these areas of our lives so that we can let those areas bring us nourishment the food we eat brings us nourishment our home feels invigorating and nourishing our bed our home everything that we have where we can come back to it's like a sense of stability and security and safety so that's my overview of what the moon is in a chart if you want to learn more about your own moon sign check out quietmind.yoga astrology where you can get a free worksheet to understand your all the signs and all the uh, planets so where all the planets are placed in different signs and you can kind of make your own little interpretation of your chart and you can also see where to get your own birth chart so I hope this is helpful and you can uh, become a monthly, monthly supporter of this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash astrology for 99 cents a month or 9.99 a month. You can support and make sure that these episodes keep getting made and coming out. And if you have any questions, email me at jeremydevins at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.